I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour, the only show on the internet that Alex had bad time prep for and isn't here. I'm Sebastian. <laughs> I'm going to get into every episode that he's away for. Have we decided yet what uh, what problem it was? Has the has the internet collectively decided what his ailment is? Um, Have we chosen the form of the destructor? <laughs> Nobody think. <laughs> Nobody thinks. Oh, no. I'm imagining somebody that has university assignments due and didn't prepare for them in advance. And is trying to thwart a thermonuclear disaster in his pants. I'm Andy Shostler. Gross. <laughs> and welcome to the Variety Hour. Um, if you're new here, we pretty much just bring something each to the table that we've can some sort of pop no culture. Prep. No yeah. prep, just talk. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it doesn't go for the hour. That's the one promise I can give you. And if it does, <laughs> if it does today, that's incredible because we're literally a human being down from normal. So you'd think there's just less content, right? I've got like five minutes of material. Oh no, really? And that's stretching it. I've got, <laughs> I've what I've what I'm talking about today is something that I've spent about twenty five hours playing. Right. So you'd like to think I can squeeze at least two and a half minutes out of that. <laughs> um, so in brief, I'm going to be finally reviewing Fire Emblem Three Houses for the Nintendo Switch, which I've been trying to play for the past couple of weeks because I got well. very busy. I, it's nothing worse than going out, purchasing a game, bringing it home, installing it on your device, and then being like, cool, I'll see you in six days when I can play you next. Yep. I literally got to the start menu, and that was all I did for six days. Yeah. Didn't even hit play. Yeah. So that's I know, me. I know that feeling. <laughs> what are you talking about today? Uh, I want to talk about three YouTube channels, um, two of them made uh, hosted by the same, uh, by the same gentleman, um, that are... Sort of a, a, a short form documentary style, but rather interesting uh, in the, in their own right. Okay. Uh, the titles are um, Today I Found Out. Yep. And Visual Politic, both um, hosted by Simon Whistler. But there are teams behind both these um, both these shows. So Today I Found Out really talks about just weird questions, um, weird questions that you that you might ask. So, for instance. The, the latest one uh, talks about the terrifyingly effective Nazi Debolica, which was a Nazi-developed uh, landmine. Oh, okay, um, it yeah. just talks about sort of the, the history of that and goes quite in-depth to it. Um, another one uh, recently was the time that a joke caused a two-mile traffic jam. That you no. will have to go into a lot of detail for me, please, because I'm very interested. Oh, no, well, I, I haven't actually watched that one yet uh, as well. I'm sort of catching up. I've had a rather busy week. 
Um, so I, I, I'm not even up to date on general media news. So like I say, when I say I have five minutes of material, I really don't know what's going on in the world today. Oh, okay. I'm not up to date <laughs> whatsoever. Oh. But anyway, the, the 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 channel just asks these weird questions, or even things like why do pages and um, pages of books in newspapers turn yellow, right? It just explores okay. weird little questions like that or weird stories about the internet. One that I was watching last week talked about um, the weird case of four U.S. soldiers who defected to North Korea yep. during the Korean War, and it's a fascinating story hmm. it follows like it, yeah. it follows one of them in particular but there were three other guys that did the same thing and they all kind of had similar backgrounds it's it's worth to uh, worth it to check out um just if if you like knowing those sorts of weird little tidbits weird things that have happened throughout all of history not not even recently like throughout all of history um and just strange questions that you would never ask um the third channel, uh, sorry, the, the second one, Visual Politic, also done by Simon Whistler, is more of a um, political show. Yep. Um, Hate those. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> catch me dead talking <laughs> politics. <laughs> it's, <not laughs> it's such it's a bad a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sorry for those that are <laughs> playing at home. It's because I'm a local MP. <laughs> so, oh, God. <laughs> you just look over at my district that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Leave it like that. Yeah, <laughs> we like it that way. Free heating. <laughs> no, it's it, it, it's not a political show in the case that it's a discussion. Um, what he does is he takes something that's recently relevant, or or again asks a big uh, a big ball question, um, and just goes in depth over over the course of a ten or twenty minute video somewhere in that sort yep. of league, uh, and just explains it. You know. Uh, like why why Liechtenstein is is as popular as it is for investment or you know what's happening okay. you know in all these little things around the world all these all kind of stories that are very interesting and very detailed and in depth um, and important but not necessarily important enough to make the news or not in a way that can be spun in you know a sixty minute uh, in a in a sixty second segment on the news yeah you know, that's all about headlines and making things turn. This is more about in-depth political stuff, and it's truly fascinating. I, I watch every video that comes out. Okay. It's just magnificent. Well, if you somehow only manage to go for five minutes, I did also watch the Netflix-made um, um, mini-movie kind of things of Rocco's Modern Life and Invader Zim. Oh, right. They've just been released, I saw. Yes. They, I think over the last week and a bit they came out, but I watched them both last night before recording. So it's Rocco's Modern Life, the TV show from it's the It's only 90s? a 45-minute episode. Ah. But and Invader Zim was like an hour and something, maybe hour 10, maybe just an hour. Once again, single episode. Barely, You could barely call it a movie, but it is just a follow-up on the series. Right. But if not, I'll talk about them next week um, but, if we don't have time. Look, I hate to say it, but I've kind of talked about them. Everything, everything. No. I to, no, I mean, other than giving them a plug and sort of giving a light, a light version of what they talk about. Uh, one of my other um, favorite channels is Wendover Productions. Yep. Um, and what he does is, again, he he takes this not so much weird stories from from history and and the internet, but he just takes concepts and talks about how they actually work, like all the logistics behind it. Um, so recently, his most recent video is uh, How to Stop an Epidemic. And it went into detail about the... Remember the Ebola scare from a few years ago? Yeah. 
he sort of talked about all the little steps that happened along the way. Uh, all, all, all little steps that happened along the way from, from, from the first outbreak to, to its diagnosis to finding out exactly what's going on to identifying it as a potential epidemic and just all the um, agencies involved in how they, and how they go about uh, stopping an epidemic. Yeah. You know? And it's truly fascinating when you do that. Uh, another one that he did is the economics of private jets. And he, it's, it's not so much a defense of private jets, it's talking about how private jets work, why they make sense in a lot of circumstances. Um, and again, going in-depth in into something that you wouldn't necessarily give a lot of thought to just by asking the question. Yeah. Uh, like, how does air traffic control work? There's a video, Terrifyingly. There's a video that he has that describes exactly how air traffic control works, especially over, uh, over Europe in this, in this one little section. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I'll it really is amazing. I'll talk about my game then now to lighten the mood, Dude. I guess. So, it's got I got the little box in front of me, so it's kind of like show and tell for Andrew here. Um, but effectively, I'm reviewing Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, for the Nintendo Switch. So this is my first foray foray into the Fire Emblem games, but I have played games that are like it before. So, um, have you ever played any like the XCOM games or? Final Fantasy Tactics or any of those grid-based army games where you 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 each character can move like X amount of squares on an open terrain and then or and then attack, but that's all they can kind of do, and you've got to position them around almost like a chessboard, like an RPG. It is also yeah, there is a big story to it as well. It is an RPG, but no, 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 I, I meant an RPG in the sense that um, yeah, you do when you're fighting, you take turns, so it's kind of turn-based. Yes, when, kind when of. So, you know, big grid. You I haven't really. I mean, all my all my um, strategy games like that. They're all real time strategies. Yeah. Uh, so, Command and Conquer. Um, this is more like Civilization like rather than. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with Civ. Yeah. It's, you're moving around a map, except it's with individual soldiers rather than you're not moving like <laughs> your nukes okay. over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I got into real time games and. Now, apart from Civilization, I never really took to turn-based games. Yeah. Um, not that not that I don't like the turn-based style, just that it's always the real-time games that seem to capture my interest. I like yeah. turn-based. Even when I played the, the old Final Fantasy games, which it's are nice literally turn-based. Yeah. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah, you have time to think. I kind of I like it. I, I also like And it's a challenge because it's limited. You know, you, you know the opponent can only do so much and you can only do so much in your turn, so you have to plan out and... Yeah. Manage your resources, yeah. Exactly. Um, so the premise of this game is that you're put in charge of a class um, at this monastery-based um, school. Right. Um, you pick which class you want to run. There's three... Elementary winemaking. No, no, no. So you're, you're, you're there as like a combat teacher. Um, what kind of monastery is it? One that's positioned in between three kingdoms and it kind of so-so <laughs> relationships. Um and you've got the three apparent heirs to the throne, or to the thrones of these uh -huh. three kingdoms. There, so you pick which of these three houses you're going to teach. So in doing that, you teach effectively who will be who one day will be queen, who will be king, and who will be you know whatever of these other places. And you make that choice. You can pick who you. No, no, oh. no, no. no. That's just like they're the son of their this this and that. Oh right, I there. see. So that's who they are. You can pick who you can who you'll be mentoring effectively, and you right. take over their house. And so you're running them and their... Well, choose wisely. Does that come back to bite you well, in some civil war? So, yeah, pretty much you pick 
which of those you're going to want. And a war will inevitably break out because, you know, that's what war does. So which which colour is your favourite? So Who have you gone for so This far? was literally the toughest choice I've had to make in a long time in a game. I know. Primary colours too. Yes, so... so there was the blue house, which has like the lovely blonde, righteous knight, you know? Yeah, boring. That's what I thought. And then there's the yellow house, whose main character is also a guy. He's a prince at the time. He's kind of the jokey one. He's yeah. really, uh, but like, because I'm good singers. He's the one that would be played by Nathan Fillion if they ever made this into a movie, you know? Yeah, but you get sick of him. And they've got the hot chick. So, nice. This is literally, <laughs> I'm building up to it. And I'm like, I was talking to my wife about this. I'm like, I got, it's really difficult. And she's like, why is it difficult? I'm like, each, you pick one and you get the leader, yourself, and seven other members of the house that come assigned. Yeah. Right. And I was like, you, you meet all three of them prior and have scenes with them all. So you get a bit of an idea about their character and who they come with and stuff. Do these, do these other seven uh, household members, do they each have unique abilities? Yes. So uh-huh. Very good. And then, so there's seven in your house plus the captain plus yourself. And then right. in every other house, there's seven of each one. So And they're supposed to balance out and yeah, yeah. all the other ones? Okay. Um, there's a bit of a variation on them. And it was in a case of like, who do I pick? Yeah. And I said to Jess, like, I want to go with the hot chick. But okay. here's my problem. Bit of a bitch. So I don't want to go they with the They generally are. Yeah. And I was like... I you get sick of that too. So what I ended up yeah. doing was you go, you got the opportunity to go around and meet everyone. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> all right. So I know the hot chick's the main in the red hot in the red house, but she's a dick. But there's a really lovely blonde chick in the blue house, and she seems nicer. And there's another cute. Uh, so I went the blue Wait, house. Are, the you, end. are you playing it to end up with, no, with one of these? I just I have to I have to have them on screen in cutscenes for the entire game. You're a monk. You're training at I'm the not monastery. A, no, no, no. Not you? a monk. Not a monk. You're, oh, you just contracted for the monastery. You're a, you're a mercenary <laughs> that was hired. Oh, so you're free to fuck anybody you like. <laughs> well, no, everyone's underage, but so is your character. Um, but no, it was just like, who do I want on screen with right, me? So right. I ended up going the boring blue house with okay. fucking this guy. And actually, I. I think that's the that's the one I would have gone with too. Yep, and the, the way they define it is the blue house has a lot more hand, um, like sword based characters. Right. The red house has more um, like lances and stuff, and the yellow house is more archery based. But then oh. saying that every character is fully customizable, so you can yeah. be like, um, like for example, I've got this lovely redhead chick in my house at the moment, and she starts off as a black mage. Okay. Mine now uses axes because I decided I think it's funnier. So I, <laughs> you can literally change their their goals in between all the missions. You're their teacher, so you can literally micromanage. Like I'm going to teach you four lessons in swords okay. to bring up their sword abilities, and they they'll come to you and say, "Hey, yeah, so I've been I've been doing a lot of sword stuff lately. What I really want to do is use the lance a bit more." And you're like, oh, "Okay," and you can either be like. I think that's a good idea and swap their goals or you can be like, mm, no, I'm your teacher and I think swords are your thing. Okay. And you, but you can also outside of those conversations, just go in and change what their goals are. And that means they'll passively learn those goals a bit faster than anything else. So if they use an, a bow and arrow, but they're a sword guy, they'll get some po- points in archery. But if, they're tr- okay. if their goal is set to archery and they use the bow and arrow, they'll get a little bit extra because it's like they're focused on it. So they're trying to take in more knowledge from what they're actually doing. Did you ever play a game called Black and White? I never played it, but I, I'm very familiar with it, though. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know or really loves the game, you essentially play a god. Um, and it's completely open whether you go 
good or evil, mm. light or dark. Um, it, as a part of it, you get this sort of manifested animal that uh, grows with its with its power. So its height is representative of its of its power mm. and of your power essentially. Uh, and part of part of its um, sort of growing up is that you sort of train it. You can you can pet it and reward it for doing good things. It'll it'll, it'll go off and you know eat eat villages or rip out trees from from things, and you can reward it nicely or punish it, yep. slap it around, you know, or or just chastise it some other way. And the idea is that it also learns how to behave as a part of that training. So is that is it as in depth? I in, think it's in this more one? because. Okay, so these things that you're teaching them, you've got. It's not just like what weapons they use, what kind of armor I mean, they can use, all it, that, but it's it's very finicky. Okay, is it, but but is it more like just checking things off a list? Like, okay, now um, you know you you you've selected this this you know branch of a, of a of a specialization tree, and now you have to go off and shoot fifty arrows into this target. No, and, you know, so ten of them have to be a bullseye. Is it something that it, that it, sort of checklisty? Yes and no. So let's say. Let's go with my main, my, my, not my character, the teacher, but my main guy, who's the the blue, blonde, lovely night boy, <laughs> who is so angry at the moment. Generic fighter man. Oh, he turns dark in the story. Oh, does mode. he? <laughs> there's a there's a time jump, and when you get back to him, he's got an eye patch and a wolf cloak, oh, and you're like, oh god, what happened? <laughs> um, so he starts off with a lance as his primary weapon. He's he wants to learn lance and authority moves. Authority effectively means that. Every character can have a small group of infantry that come with them. They don't appear on screen with you until okay. you attack someone. They kind of just bolster your attack and they can let you do some other stuff, but they're off screen until you actually are in a one-on-one -on -one fight situation yeah, and then yeah. they appear with you. So he's mostly Lance and Authority. So he wants to be able to command a big army and use the, well, I say Lance. It's more, it's spear, Lance, anything that's yeah. a, a pole weapon, yeah? So something that doesn't mean I have to smell the peasants. Yes. I can poke at them with this long stick. Yeah. So I looked at him, I'm like, no, you're obviously a knight. Like, and you're, you're a knight with a sword okay. and shield. What is wrong with you? So I gave him a sword. Okay. So I changed his goals to sword and authority, because that way he can still lead his big armies. But did, that, did that come at any penalty? No. Like he doesn't take a skill, you know, cost to, to, in order to do that? No, you can swap it at any time. Right. You just need to train them up. So okay. they go through ranks of whatever grade and then plus. So... Your B grade, B plus, C grade, C plus, you right, know, okay. up, up until S plus, which is so above A is special grade. Wow, but double A, double A, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually quite. F in, in the, obviously, the higher up you go, the more you have to do to, you know, level right. them up, and they also level up alongside that as well. But effectively, you can turn any character into anything as long as you can dedicate the time into them. So the way right. it works is the game plays out in a, in a month at a time. You get a month. In that month, you every week, you host one lesson with your class where you can select, like depending on what your your personal skill level is, up to like five students. You say, "Cool, I'm going to focus on these five this week, and I'm going to I'm going to hammer in you know whatever of the stats I want to you know do for that week." Yeah. Then you can also do some like free roam stuff around the monastery, which you can also influence stuff and raise their stats and raise okay. your own through that. And then you have the option of also going into bonus level, like combat, um, like skirmishes, to level up just through grinding. So how, mu how much time have you put into this game so far? Oh, listen, a lot. I say for someone that couldn't, I couldn't play it for a bit. It's I haven't looked like today. I didn't check how long it was, but it's 
between 25 to 30 hours so far. Because just the way you're describing it, it seems to me like something that would get very repetitive very quickly. Yes and no. Like the stat building is, but it's also, it's not repetitive. It's because it's, it's, it's tedious. So it's, you, you, I mean, you, I remember playing The Sims. Yep. Right? Still a bit of a favorite of mine. I really like the house building. Uh, the house design in Sims, but you play the game and you have to level up the characters as well. The first three or four levels, yeah, you can kind of speed through it and, okay, he's got to do that and you do a little bit of cooking or go to the toilet or whatever in between then, but you essentially get it. But the later skills, you're just hammering away for three or four days yep. in game time and it just becomes annoying. Just, okay, just get there already. I'm so bored. Well, I, like I said, you also bring them up through combat. So if I want someone to be better at Lance and they've been using you know, sword or arrow this entire time, whatever, I'll equip them with a lance. Okay. So they'll start fighting with that and that skill just passively goes up through them using it. They, like I said, they also have their own level scales as well outside of what equipment they're using. And that all feeds through, but you effectively, yeah, you can just pick anyone to be anything. Okay, cool. People are naturally gifted at certain things like um, like the redhead girl I have, really good at dark magic. That's great. Oh, so it's in your interest to yeah, push she, that? She'll get some really good attacks if you push her on. She'll learn a little bit faster as well. Ah. But... I mean, a little bit faster to the point that if I wanted to make her a knight all of a sudden, <laughs> I, like I said, it's not the most efficient route for her, but it's very easily done. I don't know if I've ever talked about RimWorld on the show. I think oh, I may have mentioned I it. I think so. You mentioned it earlier. Well, in, in the early days of the, the variety hour. Uh, and that's, that's like this um, top-down colony builder, mm. but very focused on individuals. Individuals have traits, they have um, special skills, special abilities, and also um, uh, other other little traits that either hinder their learning or propel their learning in sp- particular fields or other reasons why they might you know be scared or particularly good at combat or whatever. Yep. And finding finding ways to have those characters interact with new characters coming in, I find that that very interesting. Yeah. Um, to sort of level them up in a way that that makes sense. So. I'm kind of with you there. Like it can be repetitive, but that can also be a fun part of the game if you like that sort of thing and if it's done enjoyably in in through through the game development. If it's not just sit here and click buttons until you level up because yeah, that's yeah. boring. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit of spoiler territory because the story is a huge part of this. I'm not going to try and because f- I haven't finished the game either, so it should be said I don't have the whole picture. But there's a couple of twists in it. So I know you don't care about that. I mean, this is, you'll never, I, you'll I, never I, play this in a million years anyway, because <laughs> it's on Switch. But I've, I've said this many times. I can never have things spoiled for me because I like watching things as the tension is built. Like yep. it doesn't, it doesn't matter that I know where it's going because it's the it's the tension building that I enjoy. Okay. Well, for those that do care, I am about to go into <laughs> this into the story, at least from my perspective as a member of the Blue House, which I, I'm such a bad person. I've forgotten the name of them. Oh, well, they're the blue ones. How dare you. Well, a wooga, spoiler alert. Yep, you've been warned. So, the blue house and the red house, the two people that you can pick from in them, are... Brother and sister. By marriage. So, the, as in by... So, they don't... How do they So, they could legitimately it? sleep with each other. And yeah, they're, like they're not physically related at all. Like, that, it's fair game. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so, we have a big big bad in this game who wears a mask and has a voice modulator and all that wonderful stuff. It's revealed in my playthrough of the blue house. It's actually the red, the <gasps> girl from the red house. So super betrayed, super upset. 
um, because of some war crimes that were committed by this character. (laughs) Um, Blue house guy has like a big personal vendetta against her. So she has effectively gone on this huge rampage because she comes from like the bigger of the three nations and has declared war on all of them going through. And it's the case of trying to take her down because she's trying to pretty much destroy the continent. Okay. Which means the yellow house guys are just kind of like, they're being attacked too, but there's nothing personal in it for them. (laughs) So they're just like, what is going on? So your character, your, your point of view character is like personally offended by what's happened and, and it's going on and to the point that I'm saying, if I had picked the Red House, I'm not sure, would it be, be the aggressors in this case? I don't know whether the game has been written from that perspective that am I just, am I the good guy because I picked the good, because I picked the right side or am I the good guy because I picked them? I, don't I, was, know. I was just about to ask, when you replay this game and choose other colours, other, other yep. houses to go with, is it just going to be the same story all over again? Well, that's what I'm curious about. So I'm going to, when I, when I do... There's new game plus as well, so you can carry over some stats and stuff. So you yeah. have to continue the big grind. It's tough. Do I pick the yellow house and try and see if I get the perspective of the outsider? Because the yellow house is who I wanted to pick originally. <laughs> I was really the last minute turned off by archery focused because I was like, no, nah, I want swords, you know. But before I realized it didn't fucking yeah. matter because you can just swap everything over anyway. Um, or if I pick the red house, yeah, do we slide in and become the aggressors? I'm right. genuinely curious. Um, just because of, yeah, how it's been told to me so far. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that's the case. <laughs> I'm certain uh, Command and Conquer wasn't the first to do this, but one of the appealing things about it is that you could choose to play as either side. Yep. And each side had its own story with its own conclusion at the end of it. You know, both both sides were either thwarting the enemy and getting rid of, of the evil or playing as the evil, taking over the world. Well, and both were very satisfying storylines. What makes me think that you can choose the other house and have the same story from a different perspective is it when the red red the girls revealed to be the bad guy before that there's many scenes where some of her subordinates have done some things that they disagree with and they're outwardly saying i don't want any part of what you're doing it's wrong blah 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 blah. so they're laying the seeds that this person has motives but they don't uh, even though they're in charge they don't agree with what some of their people have done that's well before you learn that you know who this character is so So have have you had options to be evil yet no because where the where Unfortunately, I'm now on the basis of the, of the reactionary group who's right. out for blood because they were betrayed. Right. Um, but it's interesting. I don't want to kill anyone. Aww. Oh, yeah. So for the first half... Even the in the game world, you don't want to be cruel. Absolutely not. I should say, so for the first half of the game, when you're in the monastery as a teacher, you're still interacting with, the, with, the, with these other houses. Like, there's still students there. If you can get your character stats up to a certain point, you can go up to any member except for the leaders of these groups and be like, hey, do you want to join my team as, 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 as the professor? Like, yeah. I, and they'll be like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you match what I'm looking for from my, my teacher and they'll join you, which means that if you play it right by the end game, now the, no, the teams don't have any generals okay, because you've recruited them all in high school. Okay. I didn't do well with that. So I've had to kill a lot of characters that I wanted to recruit because now oh, they're no. generals of the army. Aww. And I'm like, oh no. There's that girl that I was like really trying to get because yeah. she had like ace with the bow. Now she's dead. And they, they, they're perma-dead. Oh yeah. Gameplay. <laughs> Gameplay for this game. There's two choices when you get in. You know, casual or hard. That's that's one. Gotta go hard. The second What's- choice is... Um, I find, how, how do they phrase it? But effectively, it's permadeath per- or not. Permadeath? Yeah. yeah. The only characters that you can't have permadeath on um, because it's game over is your 
char- yeah. your personal character and the leader that you chose to go with. They but require for story purposes, but everyone else, they die in combat. Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> In, uh, in in the case of RimWorld, I'm sorry to re- reference this again, yeah. permadeath in that context means that you only get one one save, right? Oh. If, you're, if you want to quit the game, that's your only option to save. You don't get an option to save and keep playing. You have to exit the game when you save. So essentially you're playing one storyline and if you fuck up and you didn't save before, I mean, you know, you're living through whatever whatever screw-ups you have. Yep. Oh, so this, uh, this is permadeath. Like you've got like your eight troops. If you know Archer dude dies in that fight, cool. He's have dead. fun recruiting yeah. someone else to train up in this place. Yeah. And recruiting's not easy because you have to make your stats match whatever you want. So, for example, if I want an archer, my archer has to be good. My guy has zero points in archery because I've never used a bow with him. So I just can't recruit another archer at yeah. this point. Wow. Well, like, yeah, and that's why I, I've my enemies Oops. have so many freaking generals at the moment because <laughs> nobody wanted to go with me. I recruited like two people out of the potential sixteen of them. Looks like you picked the wrong side. Well, they're all dead now, so they picked the wrong side. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm pushing to finish it because I want to restart it just to see what the actual differences are. Wow. And also, like I said, there's some new Game Plus features, which I'm not 100% versed on, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, cool. Presentation-wise, it's like a full anime. Like All the cutscenes are like nicely, properly animated. There's full voice acting through the entire game. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's, it's really quite neat. And... Like I said, this is the first Fire Emblem game that I've touched. They were mostly Japan releases only. I think there's been like two or three prior to this that have even come out in the uh, in the old West, if we can call ourselves that. Is it part of a series? I've never heard of Fire Emblem. It, it is a series, but as far as I know, there's no like attachment. Maybe this might be set on the same planet because we're just based on a continent in this game. Right. Um, it could be set on the same like world as other ones, for all I know, but I haven't had any points where I've been like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, it's all self-contained. Okay, but it's a it's a long run series. You'll recognize them if you're vaguely familiar with them. If you've ever played any Smash Brothers game, bar the very first one, uh, and there's characters from like you're like who the hell is that? They're from Fire Emblem. Because I'm, I'm I'm a very bad nerd. I've I've heard of Smash Brothers. I've never played it. Okay, well they were always like because I, I was doing Fire, um, Smash Brothers before I had this game, and I was like, who the fuck are these characters? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're a Fire Emblem character. Oh, of course, lame. And then I played a game. I'm like, oh no, they're really good. <laughs> so that's me. I'm done. I am also. You're also done. Okay. <laughs> I've 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 been watching a lot of Star Trek Next Gen lately. Yeah. Just because it's a bit of a go-to when you're kind of unwinding, and yeah, not really paying attention, just enjoying some of the earlier episodes. Yeah. So it's good stuff. It is, and I wanted to talk like next week. I'm I'm getting back into Billions. I, I know there's a season four, um, and I've kind of. Mostly the way through season three, so by the time we talk, I'll have I'll have finished it, um, and I just I don't know. I wanted to talk about storylines and how how shows have a tendency to get convoluted and that ruins them. Well, I look forward to it. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to follow us on the ah. socials, I normally don't. That's not how we enter into this. <laughs> now <Check> I'm lost. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. If you happen to live last week, you can check us out on Facebook.com slash Second Take. You can send us an email at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on our website, secondtakepodcast.com. We have three years worth of reviews, variety hours, debates, 
a little show called How to Save. What is that show? I don't know. I remember you, How to Save. They, they were, were fun. They were fun. And that was just as much waffling as we do now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just much less focused. Yep. And it always ended up being somebody in a detective film. Yeah, because that's the best kind of film <laughs> that we don't see enough of. Um, and if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash second take. That's pretty much it. I'm going to hit the outro, but I'm tired. Um, thank you for being a friend, Seb. I don't have that queued up, so... <laughs> <laughs>